five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> to Lounge Snackers Podcast, episode Seven. six. Yes. No, siete. No, siete. Siete. <laughs> Episode seven, seven, you guys. Seven, seven. What's up? So I have a question for you, Eunice. Oh, here we go. Going right in. Yes. Um, let's talk about when you meet a guy uh-huh. and you're into him and he's into you. That's a mutual thing. It's already okay. established, okay? But let's talk about the first time you guys kiss. Mm. Wow. Okay? Now, I read you as somebody that uh, sees the situation where it's, you know, quiet. It almost seems like you're alone together, even mm-hmm. though, you know, you're in a crowd of people or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And you're the one that kind of takes him by the back of the neck and kind of charges <laughs> and pulls him right in yeah. into your mouth. Well, like I that, sat on you know? his face. Whoa. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but prove me wrong. You know, like what, what, is a, what is a story of the first kiss you've had with your boyfriend or whatever? Like what, what was... The scenario. What was it like? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know and what? And what is your preference? Wow. My preference is to sit on their face. <laughs> After eating many beans. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my gosh, I kid. Um, you know what? I don't think I have a particular instance where I'm like, oh my God, that first kiss was magical. Mm. It was like whatever always dreamed of Mm -hmm. it was never like a movie i think it was just and maybe the reason why i never like i don't remember a particular Mm -hmm. moment is because it happened so organically Mm -hmm. and And you were like blackout drunk right yeah yeah (laughs) that was the first time you know yeah yeah interesting it was was wild because it must have been at the frat house whoa Um, I'm I, not remember, about your I remember first that time. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> oh my god, you were there. Yeah. You were filming. <laughs> That's crazy. Let me get it. <laughs> so, do you prefer? So, like, do you remember the movie Hitch? Yeah. Right, that cheesy ass movie with Will Smith and Ava Mendes. Cheesy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Be careful. So, in that movie, he gives that rule: you go ninety percent in, and she comes in ten percent to meet you. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Like. Do you like that sort of that? Rules. It, yeah. Rules. Do you or even like aggression? Is that aggressive for a guy to like come in or or uh, to take initiative? Do you like that initiative? Hmm. You know, these days I feel like it's a little bit tricky for men that you know are are trying to date and yeah. and find these right times to do things. That they're like, oh shoot, am I going to get canceled? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Or can I go in? Or what's going on here? So, hmm. give give a little set of rules for okay, how guys. guys should be doing. All right. This. You know what? When you were saying that, I kind of remembered. A lot of the very fond and positive moments of a first kiss or, yeah, a first kiss between the guys I've dated, I think they asked me. They, mm. like, asked for my consent. Right. Mm. And I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, you can kiss me. Or, like, yeah, we can kiss. And it was just, like, a very He's like, sweet. oh, how much tongue? Twenty five percent tongue. Or <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, like. So was, can I go longer? <laughs> <laughs> Should we time this so I get the full 30 seconds? <laughs> stopwatch out. It's like, ready? can i story this (laughs) yeah a lot of times i remember i think what i was very very impressed about was and what i thought was sweet and maybe it's because we're just not used to being asked for consent which i I don't say that in a Mm. negative way it's just Mm. it's like 
we when we feel the chemistry, oftentimes, like, you guys probably know, so when you feel the chemistry, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And I don't think not asking for consent in that type of moment, um, you know, when you're, like, totally there and, like, both people are obviously in it, like, it, consent, I don't think is always, like, verbal consent is not always, always, always needed hmm. for, like, a first kiss type thing. Oh, yeah. You're kind of saying, like, like uh, you communicate with more than just your words. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You have yeah. to pick up the cues, though. You mm-hmm. can't just be like, "Oh, she's clearly not into me. Got to get it in." Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I would say more often than not, especially on like the first date, because now now we're talking about first date, which is different than first kiss, because you would have been on this date maybe for a couple times, depending on like your preferences. But yeah. then um, the first date, like some guys and some girls have like a no kiss on first date rule. Mm-hmm. And then if the guy or the girl reads that situation wrong, then that's like already weird. Like, oh, you came in for the first date, but like I don't kiss on the first date, you know? And then it gets awkward. Sometimes. That would be super awkward. Yeah. Especially when the entire situation sets itself up with like yeah. so much chemistry. Yeah. It's the right time, yeah. you know, like... She's jangling her keys, just kind of waiting around. You go in, and she's like, oh, I have a rule. Right. You know? And would you guys, now I'm going to pass the ball back to you and ask, when you have a great time and clearly the chemistry is like fire and it's like literally you guys are most likely going to kiss. Mm -hmm. And then she comes up and says like, I have a rule. Like, what is your take on that? Is it more on the side of, oh, she's like prude or, oh, she's trying to show that she has rules or, oh, um, she's playing hard to get. Like, how do you guys interpret that? No, I would just be like, okay. I would just be cool with it, I think, Mm -hmm. just in general. And it wouldn't cause any like awkwardness. It's just like, oh, okay. I'll just respect that, I guess, and walk away. I, I think it's important to respect that, yeah, actually, yeah. because... Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. If, yeah. if a guy were to be thinking, like, I want what I want, mm-hmm. so I want to kiss her, mm-hmm. and I'm still thinking about what I want after she says, like, I have a rule, mm-hmm. then you're not dating to see if she's a good match for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're dating to see if you can get far with a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say I date this girl, and I really like her, and we hit it off. Mm-hmm then hitting it off means you like her personality. Mm-hmm. You like her uh, presence. You know, you like her being around you. More, you know, like you, you like her physical attributes as well, but then obviously you like something else about it. Yeah. So when she says, we're not going to get physical right now, and you still like something that's not physical, mm-hmm. then shouldn't that mean, you know, you would respect that, you know, like. It should. Yeah, and yeah. if you're a confident man, then you would probably <laughs> think like, oh, okay, I get it. She's doing that because she doesn't, she wants to make sure this is something real, mm-hmm. you know, not because she's being prude, not because she's trying to play hard to get. She's trying to test whether or not I have the right intentions mm-hmm. in some ways, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Is this guy just trying to get in my pants or is he really liking me? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's we legit. Do that. yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. That's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a great episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel comforted. And yeah. that there are guys with good heads on their shoulders well i think you know like of course that's the correct answer to say you know mm-hmm. we're, we're recording this so i have to say that <laughs> but like if i if this wasn't being recorded i honestly would feel that way because um <laughs> like if you okay yeah because like you know if you are on a date i know there's a lot of guys on dates especially with dating apps and stuff like that you know like i get it guys want to go and hook up mm-hmm. girls want to go out and hook up too yep. but if somebody is looking for something real 
Okay. It's a different weird situation if the girl's like, I don't kiss on the first date, but she's just trying to hook up. Like, yeah. I don't know what that is. What yeah. kind of game are you playing here? But like, <laughs> just down know. there, not up here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My upper lips don't kiss on the first date. But, uh, you know, like if it's something serious, like she's trying to look for something that is substantial, you yeah. know, that moves forward into a future of some sort, then hopefully she meets a guy that has the same type of parallel mindset. And mm-hmm. to test that, like, how do you test that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so tactless to be like are you looking for something serious like how, when do you, when are you trying to get married yeah like, it's just like what you want me to run away now you know, it's like <laughs> or do you want to kind of set it up where it's indirectly like pushing back and forth and seeing where he stands because actions speak louder than words yeah, totally. you ask a guy are you looking for something serious 99% of the guys are gonna be like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean if it's the right match yeah right, I'm right. looking for something serious they're not looking for something serious until they they find someone they they deem in some ways like worthy of all their time and attention, yeah. you know, and like and women are doing the same thing. They're right. trying to find someone that's worthy of their time and mm-hmm. attention. So mm-hmm. there's different ways of going about finding out what that is, and you got to respect that. So, but do you guys? Because I think we we touched on this like a couple episodes ago or like a while ago, but like those dating apps are is that the best way? Because like I don't know, like I've never used Tinder. But I feel like that's what I've heard is like that's the hookup app, you know? Mm-hmm. So like is there like a better app for more like serious stuff? Like mm. like I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a hard question because I know two different couples that got married from Tinder. Mm. You know? So like doesn't that say something about the intention of the people that are on whatever app they yeah. choose to be on? That's true. You know? Or the hookup was good. <laughs> so, I just wanted to hook up, but damn <laughs> it was the best. Yeah. We the- got married. The next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think intention is everything because, like you said, there are a lot of girls who are looking to hook up. So a ton of guys too. And more than not, I think hookup stories are the easiest on dating apps because it is literally just like an exchange of words. Like, and then what do you want out of this? It's like, okay, well, let's, you don't want to come over at three. That's fine. And sex or. Sex. And what? Sex sells. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally all physical because you look at the person's profile and you swipe left or right and that's kind of like what sparks it. Yeah. So of course that physical attraction's there. Um, but then I think the intent, as Sam was saying, like do you take the conversation to another level um, off the app onto the phones and then do you take it from like iMessage or you know WhatsApp or whatever to a phone call? And then during these times, do you guys take the time to FaceTime or Google Zoom. Hangouts, whatever, Zoom? And then off of that, do you trust each other enough now to meet in person? You know? Mm. There's so many layers and so many intentions, but mm. I think intention is key. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that is, it's a dangerous world we live in. You know, <laughs> like, you can never know the intention of somebody else. And I would even go further to say that Tinder and these apps are not just physicals, not just to look for someone that they can hook up with. Mm-hmm. It's actually deeper. It's like, it's it's a form of selfishness, I almost feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look through these pictures of people, you don't really see them as people with lives that have parents, that have family, mm-hmm. that have all these dreams and goals. You see them as merchandise almost. Yeah. And then you yeah, you're like flip shopping. through. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then when you find someone mm-hmm. that you deem worthy of a match, mm-hmm. then you go and find out how much of your ego can be you know, swollen by their words of mm-hmm. kindness or whatever. You see everything through the lens of what can they do for me? Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, that's so and that's what social dangerous. media is, kind of. Mm. Yeah. A lot of it, you download it for that self-worth aspect. Self-worth. Mm-hmm. Tying your self-worth mm-hmm. to what kind of affirmation you can glean from other people. Yeah. It's so sad because kids are growing up in this age. And like, because yeah. I've... So I, I do research on this because like that's like part of my job. But then like they were doing this one thing where they did a scenario about what it was like back in like even just like the 2000s, right? Where like a kid is at school and then like there's like a puddle mm-hmm. and like he slips and falls. Mm-hmm. But then if it was back in like the 2000s or the 90s or whatever, it's like he's embarrassed for that moment. But then that's it. You know, it just it's done. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then like nowadays, like it's like a person's like watching. He's like, oh, there's a puddle there. And I've seen like a couple kids slip and fall there. Yeah. I'm going to get my phone and get ready. And then the kid oh, slips wow. and falls and records it and then posts it. And then that kid is, has that embarrassing moment like forever. forever. And like um, everyone's making fun of that kid for that. And like now that kid is like super depressed. So it's just like this world that we live in yeah. at this time is just scary. Mm. Like <laughs> I was like, man, if that, that high school and junior high seems like a minefield of terror. Yeah. And like... Yeah, yes. Sorry. I wish I was a little bit more well-versed in the cyberbullying aspect of things because the, the internet is, is a very dark and scary place. But mm-hmm. I think we've come to a place, and I, this is just my opinion, um, we've kind of come to a place where like social media has now, we know all the big like players like Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok. All, like, they know how the algorithm works. They know how, like, people's, um, how they feed people and consumers. And now I feel like cyberbullying, yes, while it's still a problem and it's still going to be a problem as, as long as social media exists, I still feel like people are figuring out new ways to introduce or incorporate good and yeah. positivity into mm. social media, whether it's, you know, from like a company perspective where you want to like show your brand and how it's tied to, you know, like doing good or whatever, or like someone filming a homeless person <clears throat> getting fed or like, or whatever it is, you know. I have faith that I think social media is going to take somewhat of a different turn. I'm not going to say all the cyberbullying is going to ever go away, but I do think that we're going to have a better handle on it. Yeah. Because we're in a pretty weird transition, like not transition, but then like everything is new-ish. Like it's been around for a while now, but like it's still Mm new-ish and like standards haven't really been established, you know, like what is acceptable or like what is like the norm and like there are those especially in kids and stuff like that they they see it they know what like if you see your parents on the phone all the time like you know that's what you're gonna kind of want to do and then you're gonna take that and then you're gonna do whatever you do with it um but then like yeah i mean i'm i think once like a more standard of like how this everything like because back in the day TV was like the was the evil, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, before that, even reading was like considered like bad, you know. Like, oh, stop! You get your eyes out those books, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like well, that's like way way back, like mm-hmm. hundreds of years ago. But like, so like everything is, everything that's new, it seems bad at first, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like there are people that will always think that it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? And of course there are drawbacks, you know. But I think there's at some point there's going to become some kind of equilibrium where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now it's just part of life and we're, we know how to live with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just, we're just not there yet. Yeah. You know? So it's just going to get there at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like cyberbullying is going to be there forever. forever. Um, well, it's because bullying will be there forever. Yeah. So And also because the constitution, like the freedom of speech, oh, like right. you mm-hmm. can't not allow it. Yeah. Like in America, you can't just not allow that. Mm-hmm. Like expression of how you feel, mm-hmm. 
And it's always going to exist because their free, the freedom to do that is there. Mm-hmm. And also the lack of accountability, people making these individual accounts with mm-hmm. their face not on there. You can't find out who these people yeah. are. So they have that anonymity mm-hmm. and they can troll and say all these negative things without receiving any backlash. Mm-hmm. And so, so really, I feel like the recipients of bullying, the, the potential recipients of, the, of this type of bullying are the ones that have the choice it's always going to be there, but will you be there to see it happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like, should people really be spending all that time on Instagram looking through their comments? You can. You have the freedom to do so, but just know that there's no law against cyberbullying, mm-hmm. and they prob- there probably won't be. So you might as well not look at it. Yeah. I've never seen Social Dilemma on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I know it's a huge, like, documentary right now. A lot of people are watching it. I'm sure there's a lot of, like you know, neat statistics and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to watch it sometime soon, but I, I'd imagine it's something about how, you know, negatively society has been impacted through social media, you know, hit it on the nail. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. very general statement hit yeah. it right on the nail. Yeah. I actually saw, um, I think it was today. We, I saw Chris, this guy, the chef in uh, Philadelphia, his name is Chris. He's, uh, he, he got big on TikTok actually. Like oh. this, uh, Korean guy, he he just like makes um like ro- fried rice with ramen, just like really just oh. comfort food, you yeah. know. Um, and he got pretty big, like he has over um I, I want to say like two hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, um, a fan basically told him, "Hey, stop acting like the way you are. Stop talking. Why are you pretending to talk like that? Talk yeah. like your people, you know. Like, and I I'm not your people, so I don't appreciate you talking like that." And he just has a Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia like accent, whatever yeah. that is, you know. And he uh-huh. he was just saying, um, but apparently, like this guy or this fan, um, he or this viewer basically said, like, you're upsetting me. You obviously have some deep hurt because you have to try to be someone you're not. Be yourself. And he was like, he was livid, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is literally how he talks. That's yeah. how only thing he knows. He's not even good at. Um, speaking korean yeah so he's just like man like so he did a video response to it and i just saw it and um he basically just says you know like fuck you like you know you have no idea you know who are you um so he's like how do you want me to talk like you know like like all like you know korean accent and stuff like that he's like is that how you want me to talk like is that what you think i should be like you know well screw you you know like and um i saw that and i was like wow like there's so much negativity on the internet and you can't respond to everybody. Yeah. Um, but there are times where the line definitely does cross and you have to speak for others, you know? Yeah. Um, and even as like a, a songwriter and a producer, I read the comments. I know, I know a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't read all the comments. And I, I do think that too. I, I don't think you should. Um, I, th- I like to believe that, uh, you know, over the years, I, I think I'm, I'm more okay just reading even the negative comments and things like that. Just to kind of see, you know, where I can improve and I kind of use it, use it as more fuel. But um, but it gets nasty. Yeah. It gets really nasty. And um, Do you want to share what's the worst thing? I think someone said that if the song that you wrote for this particular artist that, you know, obviously they're yeah. a huge fan of, they're like, if it's bad, I'm going to kill you. Like, I I hope you die if it's bad. And I was just like, whoa, Whoa. like, I don't know who this person is. But that's um, that's a a whole lot of things to say to someone you just... That's a hardcore statement. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it gets bad. I want to hear their songs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, you know, there are there are so many things where I look at and I think it's pretty uh, overboard, but um, it's nothing. And sometimes, you know, I, I just have some fun with it, you know, and like, uh-huh. and um, if someone says something, I would like, like it on Twitter. <laughs> and they'll like, oh. Like the producer just liked it, and they'll screen cap it and try to, you know, mm-hmm. tell their friends that yeah, like yeah, yeah. they liked it, and then, um, you know, and they're like, "Oh man, like I totally just got shut up, shut down by a like from him," because I I wouldn't say anything, I would yeah, just yeah. like right. it, you know. Um, they just want attention. <laughs> yeah, they want attention, you right, know. And I, I give a little attention, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, I'll DM them later. I was like, "Hey, I just appreciate you for listening, you know. Even if you don't like it, I Aww. thank you for that, you know." Aww. So it's more of that kind of interaction. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and argue and you know fight with people with their own yeah. opinions. Um, but there are, they are hurtful. I mean, yeah, you know, and, sure. and um, there's a lot of things that people say without really thinking or. Um, thinking too deep into it but yeah words cut deep yeah like one of my tiktok videos it went viral oh and oh which one um it's this like coca-cola one it's i think i've seen it's silly oh i love it (laughs) by the way i i like jen and i would sit there and go through all her tiktok videos and we're just like laugh like this is the best like i'm gonna gonna find it can you you just plug your tiktok because i think it's one of the funniest uh TikTok Wait, pages. no. So just say it. Yeah. What is it? It's going to show up here, okay? It's, yeah. This is an ad. Give me a second. Yo, we'll, we'll put it up somewhere yeah. here. What is it? Here. Stop it. Tree Town. What is that? Okay, sorry. Continue talking about it. Um, yeah, so it's just this Coca-Cola video that I did. It's a it's a lip, lip syncing video. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Oh, my God. It's this one. The one that, it's that, it has four It's the sorry, 4.2. Oh shoot! Yeah. Million? Yeah. Say Coca Cola without your lips touching. Oh, I've seen this one. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> say it normal. Coca Cola. <laughs> your lips never touch, fool. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I see that. I saw it when you first. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the love. Okay, so before that, you know, fun dip. And high moment. Mm. Bring it back down low. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Neutral. Because um, TikTok, I use it for like an escape to just be like funny and er- entertain. And one time it got viral. And um, I would receive like a lot of likes and a lot of comments. And um, there would be some comments that would be so like encouraging and so like oh my god haha so funny they would tag their friends more eyeballs go on it and then I get more views and then there would be like one or two comments I would see like every other day that would say something like you're so stupid why didn't you why can't you say it and it's clearly a joking video yeah. and I, I I didn't ever I wouldn't take it personally because I'm literally just entertaining and like if that person has a problem with it then you don't have a sense of humor but that's just one video of mine. There are so many people on TikTok, so many people on social media that will get hate. And I mean, there's this one girl who creates cake and she got famous because her cakes got like really, really pretty. And, you know, like she's kind of showing off her, her talent. And it's a really beautiful talent. And people would, she's like 16 or something. And people would hate on her cake designs. Wow. Yeah, it's so sad. And, and, you know, when you're just trying to use an outlet, especially in the time of COVID, to, to you know showcase your talents and stuff, and then you receive some kind of dose of like viral virality, and like 
you're exposed to that, you're also exposed to a lot of hate. And no one trains you for that. Like, nobody tells you, hey, how to handle hate comments, how to handle the haters. Like, no one taught you, Joe, how to handle those hate comments. You just kind of have to, like, filter it out yourself. And, like, there are, unfortunately, people who just don't know how to handle it. And that's why it's, like, such a dark yeah. place for people. And it's really it's sad. Spiral. Yeah, sure. it is such a spiral. And one thing's for sure. Like, if you look at that cake video and the hating comments underneath, I guarantee, and I haven't even seen the video, I guarantee... None of those comments are bakers. Right. You know? It's like, it would be understandable if there's like this rival baker uh-huh. that was trying to make a better cake. He's like, I've made better than that before. Check out my page, blah, 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 blah. You know? But then it's not even that. It's just some random person. Yeah. It's just mad. That yeah. just doesn't like the fact that this person's excellent at making cakes and they can't do anything. And the know? hate bandwagon is so much easier to hop on mm-hmm. than to give praise. Mm-hmm. Right. It sucks. I mean, so you see cool. that at in sports, like yeah. even outside of social media. You know, you just see that like the fans of a certain team will like rag on another. You know, like and it's accepted because it's a decades long tradition, mm-hmm. but it's bled into this like thing where any sort of content you put up, yep. everyone is tribal about it. You have to take a side now. Do you hate it or do you love it? Right. Like, why can't it just be there? You know, mm-hmm. it's like just understand that not everything on Instagram is for your eyes, and if you come across it. It's like, it's kind of like when you're walking through a fair or like a carnival or something and there's like someone doing street shows or street magic. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's there for everyone to see. But if you're not going to see it, you're not going to be like, that's terrible. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, you just walk away. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah, move yeah. on to the next yeah, thing. Totally. And that's kind of what these posts are. If it's not yeah. for you, you don't have to t- take the, the 10 seconds to write a comment. Right. Yeah. You could just flip it and go to the next one, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I feel like. Uh, maybe it's too new for people to be acclimated to that type of mindset, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. when it shows up, it's not really for your eyes. Right. It's just right. an algorithm. Well, you we're know? really only limited to a button. On Instagram, it's the like button. And then on Facebook, it's the five emotions that, you know, you either laugh, you either get angry, you love, or there's like one Excited other one. Or something, Excited, yeah. yeah. Mm. So we're now like computerized to five emotions to, to, to praise or scold mm. that one person's opinion on whatever it is or their content. And that's, that's what's frustrating because I actually have quite a few emotions outside of the emojis. Mm. <laughs> True. <Do> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my emotions like clover, salsa dancer, plus sign lightning. And then it's like, oh, you know, yeah. like what is she doing? So. That's interesting. Like, I wonder if the the limitation of the emojis you can use causes people to just like default to angry. Oh. Yeah. What if there was like comments were turned off and you could only do like a set of like ten emojis and you could just pick one of those? Would that be better? I mean, yeah, because words. I think if there was more, like, if there was like a emoji for horny, like it mm-hmm. would save others from trouble. That's eggplant. <laughs> That's the eggplant. It would just be a photo of my face. (laughs) Horny Sam's face. (laughs) Or the devil. Oh, yeah, the the purple devil face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you were going to meet up with a friend and, you know, there's a horny emoji, it's like, uh, I'm going to stay in. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I'm going to go out. Can you imagine if you, like, post, like, your girl's brunch and then, like, someone. (laughs) 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 Excuse me, like, what is so about these poached eggs? Yeah, maybe maybe the horny emoji isn't the best option, but (laughs) it would be the most accurate option that most people would choose. Right. Most people on social media are horny. But then Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be less toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. So we're just limited to emojis. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. 
but they would find a way. What is an emoji that is not on Apple keyboard or Google keyboard right now that we need? Mm. Ooh. Are chicken nuggets on there? Yeah, really? it is. Really? Sure? I think sure? so. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, yeah. let me confirm. Because, because like I use. Why is that a common theme? Like um, you're always eating chicken nuggets. Well, it's just like I appreciate the chicken. There's nuggets. a lot of different types of foods on there for sure. Yeah. Like I feel like a nugget. Sometimes. Um. No, it's not on there. Is it's there not? like the one that I? I don't know if there's Drumstick any one on that I like tried mm-hmm. to like. Like look for that I haven't because like there's because now that you can do like. GIFs or GIFs. Oh, yeah. So now that you can do, there's so many yeah, options now. I, do. I feel like I I'm not that. limited yeah. to anything. Like, I can just, I can find whatever yeah. I need. Are you guys say. okay with um, when you text somebody and instead of them texting like a message back, mm-hmm. they just do a thumbs up? Because some people don't like that. They think it's just such mm. a. It's like a cop out. Yeah, it's a cop out mm. or it's like there's not enough effort lazy. into it. Yeah. It's lazy. It's, it's, some people think it's better that they don't respond at all than to give you a thumbs up. Because you put in like a lot of thought into, let's say, writing a, a message, uh-huh. and then they give you a you know a thumbs up. It's like, yeah. okay. you know. Like, uh-huh. so. I guess it depends on how long the message was that right. was sent initially. Because right. if it was like crafted, yeah. you could tell, then yeah, you should probably do some sort yeah. of like right. legit response. It doesn't need to be like crazy long. Yeah. But then like something like, so yeah, that's cool. like, you know, write something. Right. But if it's like, so you want to go out tonight? And then thumbs up, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Depends on what your expectations are. All things depend on what your expectations are. Set expectations. Yeah. Manage expectations. Exactly. You got to manage your expectations. Like if you are texting somebody and you do not like talking on the phone and you want all your conversations to take place on text, mm-hmm. you can't expect that everyone feels that way. Right. Some people would rather actually talk out a conversation. Mm in real time mm-hmm. and text the things that are just technical mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so don't be disappointed if somebody gives you just a thumbs down or that's whatever why, <laughs> that's why communication is key because yes, like you is. need to relay that mm-hmm. and then if you can relay that in the, like because like once again the expectations thing if your expectation is something and then it just keeps on not happening it'll just piss you off mm-hmm. right but then if you communicate that then the other person knows and then they could something can be worked out but then yes. a lot of times people just expect the other person to know what you're thinking and right. they don't communicate we are that. not mind readers yeah. mm-hmm. so no. it goes further to even think about like social media like when you post something mm-hmm. okay realistically everyone that posts something has an expectation yeah they expect to receive a certain amount of likes they expect for uh, this type of person to appreciate it, maybe a specific person to comment mm-hmm. on it. But like, should that be changed? Like, why are people receiving so much depression from social media? You know, through through comparison and all that, but also like they want affirmation through likes. Mm-hmm. They want people to like what they put out. Is there something wrong with that expectation? Instant gratification is what I think of, and expecting something instantly is what we're, we've been taught in the last decade through the platforms that we have been digitally, you know, hmm. uh, transitioning into. So, no, I don't think... I mean, yes, is it wrong that you only seek... If It's wrong if you only seek affirmation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you do it and you seek affirmation elsewhere, that's a little bit more valuable than... No, I don't think it's... Because, like, I think it's <clears throat> dangerous to expect it. Because, like, yeah. if you don't get it, then you can spiral. Right. Mm-hmm. So like some people can handle more than others, obviously, but then yeah. like 
I think it's just a dangerous idea. Like, I need this many likes. Yeah. My my identity is it's like a drug. linked. Yeah, it right. a it's drug. like because yeah. like every like becomes like it'll release into the endorphins. Like mm. that's that's why it's so scary for kids because yeah. they can't control that. Yeah. They have a lot harder time like understanding that this is happening to them. It's mm. like the meter that tells them whether they matter or not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then that's scary mm. for a young kid. Like when you're an adult and you can handle this a little bit better mm-hmm. but even adults can't handle it that well either so mm-hmm. like yeah. a young kid definitely can't handle it so right. it's yeah i'm gonna try to keep my kids off social media yeah. for as long in the as social dilemma um they were saying that there was a girl who was who used to sit at a lunch table with mm-hmm. other girls and then one day she was shunned because she didn't get enough likes on wow. her that's yeah so so jacked very dude that's very like that sad. black mirror episode did you guys see black Mirror? oh yeah the oh, one man. where the status of yeah. The, yeah, yeah yeah but that's how it is with like Dang. a lot of industries now like yep. where you have to have x amount of likes that's to true be considered you can't for a be a role. model yeah. unless like you have like this many followers yeah you like, can't have like a blue check mark and be verified without having the right. appropriate yeah. So like credentials. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually is happening. Ugh. It's like you're literally being verified to the yeah. public eye whether or not you are legitimate enough with a blue check mark. What That's is the criteria scary. for that? You have to have X amount of followers. Is that X what it amount is? of yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily necessarily followers. Because I heard it's not just followers. It's, it's like, more like if you're on articles, if you're on like like a, um, if you're on the web, you know, like yeah. it's just if there's more presence out there that we're you're making an impact and then they, they consider you as like verified. Because like if yeah. you could be like a brand new user to Instagram yeah. and mm-hmm. then immediately get verified because of mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on how you set up your profile. So like if you if you say that you are like, like you know in the beginning when you set up like what kind of business are you or what kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's for entertainment or it's for whatever, like you have to fill that in and I think that helps generate it. But I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I actually want to know now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that is a little bit dangerous, isn't it? Like, just trying to find, like, whatever you're doing, whatever you're posting, you know, some people have an angle on what they're trying to post. They're trying to post specific things, trying to gather, like, followers for a specific subject or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you think, that starts as a passion, right? It starts as, like, a personal hobby or whatever. But then it might easily be infiltrated by the ideas of like i need to get more likes like what do i have to do like what kind of hashtags do i have to put in like of course you know if that's your aim that that's great but if you start if your mindset starts changing if your identity gets linked to that yeah then it's like it's no longer fun yeah that's what it is and it's it's scary that's that's a scary place to be in and is you know like how sad is it when instagram is not used for fun anymore Mm -hmm. you know people say that it's like the new linkedin now where you put your best sh- like pictures and photos mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. like how you brand yourself. Right. I'm guilty of it. That's yeah. how I brand myself. My TikTok is way uglier. Like I have videos of me with 17 chins that I'm quite proud of actually, but not on Instagram. I would never <sighs> post that shit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's like, I'm not saying that's sad, but no, the no, concept is sad. is sad. The concept is sad. It's like, cause when I started, my Instagram profile, like it was for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post it. There's going to be 10 people that see it mm-hmm. and they're all my friends. For some reason, only two of them like it. I'm going to call <laughs> each of them, call the rest of the it's eight like, guys. Like, what the hell, man? Friend. I was like, I took this picture with you. Like, why aren't you like <laughs> it? But like, it was just for fun, mm-hmm. you know? And then now it's like this algorithm thing. Now it's like, oh, how do I brand myself? Oh, if I put this up, are people going to see me as this? Yeah, and yeah. Like, you like, know? Th- what time should I post it? You know, how many yeah. hashtags oh, yeah. do I need? Which, which people do I tag yeah. and stuff? 
Yeah, and all those things um, are like real too. I'm not saying those are like fake things, but like to care about those things so much that you lose the joy for like what right. Instagram even is. Just like sharing photos or sharing your life. It's kind of like the Facebook status update, you know, from like a while back. Yeah. You just like say one line of what you're thinking about or whatever and people can like it. Like it used to be that. Yeah. And now it's like some, I mean, it's, you know, it's money. It's very, very different. It's money. It's all yeah. money. It's business. Stuff. Yeah. But for the consumers, it's definitely like an ego like mm-hmm. you know boost whatever it 100%. is because i mean even when let's say someone is saying they're gonna go off of facebook they'll announce it they'll put it on a status and say hey i'm gonna leave next week yeah it's like then if you if you're gonna shut off your thing why didn't you just do it why didn't right. you tell everybody what was the point of that you know and he they want people to know i'm going off of facebook That's you know as i think it's just always a a, a tool or a way for people to try to connect with them even when they're going to go off of Facebook yeah. and social media, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If this gives any freedom to anybody, just know that despite however many Instagram followers you have, you don't matter. You don't really matter, you know? <laughs> just just find freedom in that. So yeah. true. Yeah. Like even the most famous people in the world, yeah. like they mean nothing after a while you not, know what not, not to, to the public but you right. should find value in yourself yeah. always and the people around you because you are you do matter to yourself and to the people around you for yeah. sure mm-hmm. but your, your public life will die everyone's public mm-hmm. life will die Billie Eilish mm-hmm. she had a photo of her that was not so flattering but that was her real and true self and that was beautiful and someone of course found the opportunity to hate on it mm-hmm. and she was interviewed or people were asking her questions during her like Q&A on Instagram and she was Someone was like, hey, like, how do you feel about that photo of you, you know, like, at, uh, yeah, or like, how do you feel about being shamed, whatever it was. And her answer was literally just, you know, honestly, and I'm not even trying to be funny, but I just think about how I'm going to die one day. Mm-hmm. And essentially, she was saying, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because to your point, how we're all just going to die. Yeah. And, and that's wise because you can, like, people can argue, like, is that a beautiful photo of her or is it not? And if it's like people want to empower her, yeah, it is because she's natural and she's brave to put that up. On the other hand, objectively, is she beautiful in that picture? Some people would say probably not. But what she's saying is, like, who, it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, she's saying, like, that person's opinion of how ugly he thinks she is or he, she thinks she is, that also doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. You know? None and if people saw it that way, people will be posting a lot more. People will be hating a lot more. But then the the reception to that type of hate will mm-hmm. be less damaging. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think the idea of finding freedom in these things where we just let it go, mm-hmm. and our lives would just open up to just so much more happiness, mm-hmm. is the world we live in today. Because I think, like, imagine just like if this is something I'm guilty of. For instance, if I'm like, if I see something, if I'm eating something, I want to take a picture of it. But um, like somewhere in a third world country, I'm sure like they, you know, they'll see a drawing or they'll see something and they'll just toss it because they like to just remember it in that moment and move on. Right. And I find that some, I find that really um, like, I, I respect that because for me, for whatever reason, I want to take a picture of it and hold on to it thinking that I'm going to look back to this picture and feel those moments again, mm. right? And I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to visit those pictures no. again. I just store in a hard drive and it makes me feel good that it's in there yeah. somewhere mm. and I'll, my day would be ruined if that hard drive crashed, you know? But, um, but why do we rely on these things so much? And yeah. I think if we were able to let go of these things, 
maybe there will be you know less depression and anxiety and all these things because you know I think you're right because like was I think it was that one podcast um, with David Cho yeah like he talks about he goes to like be in Africa or in the Congo or something like somewhere where he goes to like this tribe out there right and like the people out there they they hunt for their food right they literally have bows and arrows and hunt for their food but they're like the happiest people, right? There's no depression. And there's no suicide. Like that, the whole concept of suicide is like the craziest thing to them. Like, why would anyone kill wow. them? He asked, like, right? what do you think of uh, America? Yeah, like, like, why don't you want to come to America? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, like, isn't that the wor- isn't that the so, place where people kill themselves? Yeah, like, like, that's, why would, like, why would we want to do that? So like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, like that's, that's true. That's, it's like, yeah. if you live in a life where that stuff is not important, mm-hmm. like it, like you focus on the important things and that's like the people around you. And like, yeah. we do live in this connected world right now where everything is just at our fingertips, which is, has so many benefits. Yeah. Don't get us. It's, there's so many benefits, but it's also, there's so many possible drawbacks that you need to be careful about because mm-hmm. it can go very yeah. wrong, very fast. Yeah. I think like going off of that, it's kind of, to me, it seems like the big problem is the overabundance of options. It's kind of like, I need a picture of that to store my hard drive to keep it so I have the option to look at it later on Mm -hmm. if I want to. Mm -hmm. But if it gets destroyed, I don't have that option, so I'm going to be sad. It's like, people really want options. When you go get a nice car, why is it nice? Because it has full options. Why do you have Netflix? Because you have all these options. Half the time on Netflix, I just don't watch anything because I'm like, this is too much. And then I just fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I literally don't even watch something because there's a hundred options. Sometimes I feel like people are happier when there's less options. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes against kind of like the American style of thinking. It's like you you want to pursue your happiness. That means you should have options. So you can choose whatever you think yeah. is the right thing for you. Sometimes the right thing for you might be the best you make of a situation that's given to you. Yeah. You know, instead of you having to choose. But that should be... That should be all the time. Like you should always make the best of the situation because like everyone has it bad sometimes, you know, but then you always, and then that's where social media gets dangerous. Like, well, look at the life that this guy's leading. This is like this, there's like, there's so much better here. Like I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just, that's where all, there's so many dangers. This is all the research I do. (laughs) That's why when you talk about the idea of freedom in marriage, people Mm -hmm. are like, no, there's freedom in being single and having options. But that's exactly right. When you, start cutting out those options, there's actually freedom in letting those things go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I think um, it means to have that kind of freedom when you have so, a, a relationship where there is commitment, when there is um, that effort. You know, and I think marriage is something that people should not be afraid of. I think there's so, especially like the climate of how people uh, are living today um, and, and the things that they fall into, it, they, it's more options that are better, you know? And I think when there are more options, you go to you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu and there are millions of options. That's not what I want. I want to go to a restaurant where I know what I want to eat and they have the best, you know, dish for that. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we kind of fall, fall like into this false narrative of how more options is, is better. Trader Joe's is successful because they have limited options. Yeah. Mm. They literally have, mm. it's like a, small store of like two different flavors of that one cracker mm-hmm. or maybe just one i think it's just like one crack like cheddar rockets and that's like their one cheese it's you know what i mean yeah. but then you go to ralph's and you have like cheese it's sharp cheddar cheese it's oh, duo cheese it's yeah. white cheddar 
duo. And it's like, mm. what? I want it all. And even like in and out Right. Right. One of the most yeah. successful chains. Mm-hmm. They basically serve the same kind of thing, just with more meat or like with a sauce yes. on it or something, you know, but like That's, it's the same. Or Taco Bell, different layers. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. You know? yeah. So in and outs like my favorite. You guys didn't have that in Chicago, right? No. Portillo's. Portillo's. Portillo's, which is also delicious. Yeah. But I've only had the California version Portillo's. It was oh. still good, but I've heard that it's not Buena Park? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I, actually, good. no, I've also been to the one in Phoenix because there's a Portillo's in Phoenix. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Nice. So it's... It was good. It's very good. You know what this whole conversation makes me think of? It's like, you know, it sounds like if we all wanted to eat something, we would probably go to the place that is known for that something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Instead of going to the place that is like okay at everything. Yes. You know? So then it makes me wonder and makes me want to ask you guys, like, would you rather be a person who is good, really, really good at one thing, like a pro baller or like a professional singer but then you're you're not so good at rollerblading or you're mm. not so good at storytelling or like you're just average at everything mm. see the second person you described is me because I feel like I can do a lot mm. but I don't excel at one any one of those mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. I'm a little better at one of those things than maybe some of the other mm-hmm. things but like yeah, I feel like I am that like jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. But and do I, you like that? Oh, yeah. oh no, I, I don't I, know. I yeah. think that's what you need to mm-hmm. succeed now, mm-hmm. because maybe back in the day you got to be the best, right? That's mm-hmm. why like um, the way you outfine opportunities, for instance, it's like you have to wake up early in the morning. You got to mm-hmm. get you know your shit done and then go to bed. Like there's a there's a certain way of doing things yeah. and um, and you got to excel in school and you got to do well. Like there was a certain way you got to go to college to have a career. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was it. Whereas now it's, you got to be able to like, if you're um, for instance, if you're an audio engineer, you can't just be good at audio engineer. You got to be good at making websites so you can put yourself on a website and yeah. compete online and, and, you know, and really go against some of the, the top guys that are doing business online. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, you know, know how to do some producing. You got to be able to know some music theory. You have to know some music theory so you can actually sit there and be productive with the team. Like there's, there's so many things I think where it, it does help you if you know more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I think uh, an example of that is like, what works in K-pop, which is multiple, like nine-member, seven-member groups, mm-hmm. like BTS. There's there's what seven, mm-hmm. and and they all have different, you know, personalities. I, I would imagine, and everybody kind of <laughs> you know gravitates towards something that they like. It's just one person with different you know? masks. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but I think that you know that in those type of scenarios, like if you're competing and you want to, um, obviously, you know, it's not that they're just good at one thing, but they show versatility in just what they're yeah. selling. So in that kind of sense, like that works for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for more, more of like a, you know, mindset of like, how do I, you know, move um, into something with freedom and those type of things, I think you got to lessen those options. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like whether you want to be good at something or many things is different from what's going to make you happy. Yeah. Like yeah. if you are legitimately passionate about multiple things, then you should pursue those things. Yeah. But then when it comes to like your your living life, mm-hmm. then like more options doesn't mean it's going to be like, yeah. oh, I'm so happy I have more options now, you know? Because yeah. like when I think of like, what you were talking about with like experts, right? Mm-hmm. And like, 
like the documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi, right? That guy is an expert oh, yeah. at sushi, right? Mm-hmm. So his whole life he dedicated to sushi. And I feel like a lot of Japanese culture is like that, where it's just like dedicate to one thing and perfect this craft to like the fullest, you know? Mm-hmm. And they find fulfillment in that, right? Even if it's something like, it may seem dumb, right? But then it's like making scissors. Like I, so I watched this other documentary about this guy who makes bonsai tree scissors, right? And it's like such a specific thing. Yeah. Right? Not even bonsai trees, but yeah, bon- trees. it's like scissors to cut bonsai <laughs> yeah. trees. Like yeah. that's like what he's doing. Wow. But like he's so good at it, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. the scissors that he makes are like the most highly sought after, most finely crafted wow. scissors for bonsai for trees. For scrapbooking. Oh. But, for bon- <laughs> <laughs> but then like he's like, so that's his life and he loves it and like he's like had this focus, right? And I think about that, I'm like, I wish I had that. You know, like I do yeah. long for something that so, I want like have one focus and just gone all in on. Yeah. I don't think my personality is like I don't think my personality lends itself to mm, that. Honestly, like you like variety. I it's not a it's not even just about variety. I'm interested in so many topics that mm. it's just it's I get bored of one thing after a while mm-hmm. and then I need I need to move on to something. Mm-hmm. I, I actually might go back to it at some point, but I'll get bored of it after a while and I need to do something yeah, different. So, but I do really admire that when I, when mm-hmm. I see it, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like you, you did it, you know, like you are, you are a master. Like you, like, I don't know how else to call, call someone that masters something. Like, yeah, yeah. You're right. Master. I mean, do you think excellence comes naturally? Like, no. cause excellence meaning like that, that laser focus on one subject mm-hmm. to, to achieve I think that some people have it naturally where they can focus on that. And then some people need to work at it, which is, I think, the same for everything, though. Like every person is naturally good at something. Right. And then needs to work on other things. Right. So I'm I'm not I don't have that natural focus on something. I'm not like there's not one thing that I'm uber passionate about that I need to pursue for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I have lots of like things that I like. And then I Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because It makes me think like. You know, someone like Michael Jordan, the greatest mm-hmm. of all time, he, you know, he has this obsession with getting better at basketball and he achieved six rings and all that. And, you know, we look at the documentary, uh, The Last Dance. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Save but like, The Last Dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Julius Stiles. But um, he, you could tell he has a desperation. It's not like, a oh, I'm passionate about basketball. I love basketball. It's not that. It's like he has a desperation and an anger mm-hmm. to like, Obsession to yeah. an obsession yeah. to um to embarrass his naysayers. Yeah, like it's like it's almost evil. Yeah, like he has a selfishness about him. It's like it's desperation. It was uncomfortable. It was, it was, it was yeah. classless. Yeah. He, he just like yeah. b- he puts put down, down people. Yeah. Like it's not like thank you for this. Not that you know, he does say thank you, but he's also screw like you screw yeah, you. screw yeah. this guy. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. He invited like, people to tell them. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like. And when I see that, I'm like, okay, well, that is one of the mindsets you can have to to become excellent, yeah. to be the greatest. You know, like some people, like you know, I, I feel like Kobe Bryant, maybe not to that extent of evil, mm-hmm. but like he has the Mamba mentality. Like he'll yeah. do whatever it takes to get to that point. You know, like, mm-hmm. and and I feel like maybe like almost nobody has the surroundings and environment to cause that sort of desperation. Mm-hmm. But they have the the seed to possibly reach that level of excellence. Yeah, yeah. I think, Everyone has potential. I think it's like, so I actually thought about this a few days ago, and I just sat there thinking about this. But um, I think so. you either have a mindset, and like uh, we talk about excellence, I think it falls under 
what I like to call um, the mindset, right? You have this mindset where, you know, you, you know that you can be committed to things, you vision it, you want to really push that, you see yourself in that uh, position or, or that, um, you know, place that you want to get to. So you, you, you visualize. So you have this mindset. And then there are people that have the natural ability that, you know, that, that just comes to them or to a certain level where they're able to carry out, um, you know, a certain number of goals that they have in their lives. I think if you look at like basketball, for instance, there are guys that are just naturally gifted and they're very good at basketball to the point where they can make the roster, right? They can get there. But what many of them don't have is this mindset. Some people Uh, have the mindset, but never will have the ability to do it, Mm -hmm. which is most of, um, you know, people i think on earth because then they go well i like the idea they fall into the idea yeah. of, i would like to be on stage and do that or i would like to try to you know do that um but it, it will just never happen mm-hmm. in a rare case i feel like those two things mesh where mm-hmm. i think is the case for jordan or kobe because it's where the mindset meets the abilities Ability. and then yeah. they, they really push and it, it becomes a, actually this marriage where you know now you become your new self you know? oh. well i do think that there is a way to reach another level yeah. you reach the highest pinnacle of what like is achievable the version right? Mm-hmm. right but there is um if you have them like if you have the drive but you don't have the natural talent you still can't achieve mm-hmm. i believe that mm-hmm. like it's just your your path is harder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Path is mm-hmm. like there are people that are naturally smart you know they mm-hmm. just get calculus they get it you know they just they don't even have to think about it just like i get calculus mm-hmm. it's easy right but but then like others they can still get that A, mm-hmm. but they have to work that really much harder hard, for it. Yeah. But they, you could still get that. You could sure. still understand it. It'll just take longer. So you, that is a possibility. You right. can make it there. But like obviously, if you have that drive and you're also naturally good at whatever, then right. you yeah. reach that next level. Well, the that. reason why I say this is because time has to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Because if you're actually able to get to a certain place quicker, mm. then you actually, you're, if you're in your prime, let's say you get to it post-prime, then it's pointless. You're you're not going to have that window, you know. And then if it happens before that, then it doesn't matter either. So yeah. it's like when it comes to like Jordan or Kobe, like Jordan, if you look at his like career when he was in college or even back when he was in high school, he was never the best player on his team. Uh-huh. You know, he was always from the outside, and he worked himself going. Even in college, his coaches said that you know he has potential. He was never like, oh, this guy is good right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so he was working towards that, and at some point that mindset met his ability, you know? And I think for so many people, and and this is such a harsh reality, and I really believe this, it's either you have it or you don't. And for the people that don't have it, it doesn't matter how hard you try and you want to believe in it. And I know this is such an anti-encouragement thing that I'm I'm saying because it's hard to hear that you don't have it. You know, you, it's like, sorry, but you just, it's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also believe that that is the truth. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. everybody on this earth yeah. would find a lot right. more success and it would be common, not something that's rare. But so, I, I do think that is encouraging in some ways, going back to our talk about less options. Because mm-hmm. when something, you don't have something, when, when that is accepted, 
I don't think that means you don't have it for anything else. Yeah, I, I personally yeah. think you have something for something else, yeah. but you don't have this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So you need to you need to go and find it. Yeah. before time is up. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of encouraging. You know, it's like let's say someone wants to be a professional singer. Well, you're tone deaf. There's no mm-hmm. way. There's no way. Okay, you can fake it. You can auto tune. You can do all this stuff, but eventually you're going to be exposed. Yeah, so you're not going to have it there. Well, maybe you're a very good instructor though. Yeah. on how to do this or that. Maybe you can put up YouTube videos or whatever. You can create a business from that mm-hmm. and you have the the business acumen and the and the fortitude to do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you should do it. You have that, you know? And that's one of the actual good things about social media because mm-hmm. of there it op- social media has opened up things that were not possible right. for a long time. Yeah. Like you have these tools. Like your phone is one of the most powerful digital tools of all time. It mm-hmm. can do almost like obviously it's not going to do the same thing as like a high quality studio, but the thing is you can do things on there that weren't possible even like 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was impossible. Yeah. 10 years ago, if you tell your, you know, parents, I'm going to work for TikTok, they'll be like, no, what, <laughs> what do you mean TikTok? Yeah. You know? like, or like, I'm going to make a feature film and like you can actually do like people have made ones from their phones Yeah, you know? right. and like, so you can do it, but it's just like you, there's no way you could have done that. Like, so anyone yeah. could do it. Like if you get the new yeah. iPhone 12 that comes out, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. It's such a different time. Like if you're if you can work for TikTok or Netflix, it's a big deal. It's like mm-hmm. whoa, you know, big time. And I think like now that you know th- so many things have changed, like you said, more options in that sense. Yeah. I think it, there is freedom in being able to be great at something. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily be disappointed or be upset or down on, because you're not necessarily good at this particular thing. You so, know. So that it's, it's like the idea of like what you were saying, like having too many options, right? Or like thinking that you can do something that is just not going to happen for you when you cut that out. But the thing is, because of the digital tools that we have available, you can seek something else out much easier. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. back in the day, you couldn't. Right. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it's like a, like, it's like a balancing act of what is too much and what is not. And it's great. So yeah. yeah. But, but one thing is for sure, you can have less talent and a great work ethic. You might make it. Mm-hmm. You can have the meeting of both and you are probably going to make it. Yeah. If you have the talent and no work ethic, you for sure will not make it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, unless you're in high school and you're just talented at calculus and you could pass those tests. But yeah. real life huh. is not that. Yeah, okay, yeah, real yeah. life not is you got to go and find your path. So, yeah. if you have the talent, start building on your work ethic. Yeah, yeah. work ethic. I feel like is key for yeah. everything, which it's hard. It's a hard lesson. Yeah, to I mean, if, if, if the the amount of time you don't spend on your craft. That means your competitor, someone that's right around the corner, mm-hmm. is working on theirs, and they're beating you. At, you know, at that game, mm-hmm. it's always, uh, it's always there. And I think the game doesn't stop for you. And in, in you know, um, I definitely think that's for sure the case when it comes to um, even the music industry. You know, like heavy in the music industry because there's so many people that wants to get in and get their opportunities. You know, and for those those of you guys that don't know it, like even just to become an engineer, right, in the music industry, you have to be an intern somewhere and or a runner. And you you hope that one day you you get promoted, maybe in two, three years get promoted as an assistant. So when you work as an assistant, you go into session, you what you do is you sit there and you do like you take the food from the interns or runners and you serve it to the wow. artist. And then and then you just sit there in case they need anything. Yeah, yeah. But you're a fly on the wall. You just sit there and just see the process. And then one day the engineer gets sick or he's he's not on a, you know his game. And then the artist might look at you and go, hey, can you run this? Just 
just run it for me. And then the engineer might do a good job. And, you know, I like that kid. Call, call him up again. Mm. And then he might work his way into becoming an engineer for that artist. Yeah. Wow. That process could take 10 years, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it is something that, you know, I think having the right mindset, having the right tools, and being ready, um, you know, when the opportunity comes is going to be your luck. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, yeah, but then once again, without worth that, without worth that that's... There's no way. No. So, yeah, that, that has to come first. Yeah. Work hard. And even if you're not talented, uh, actually, if you're not talented at all, don't work hard. Find what you're talented <laughs> in first. But if you're a little bit talented in something, work hard and maybe you'll get someplace, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys there. Thank you for tuning in to Loud mm-hmm. Snackers. And we shall see you next week. Woo! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs>